Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Happy New Year. Um, <clears throat> had a two-week vacation. It was pretty nice. I realized how much I need to retire. <laughs> I need to spend more time with family, and uh, especially now that they're aging and help them. Um, but I, I'm still hoping to, I guess, work another five years. Um, I, I don't want to, I think I need to in order to get closer to the, the age limit and then coast in without benefits and just, uh, make it to 62, but, um, we'll see, but, uh, I hope you all had a happy year. Mine was rough. It was a rough year. Uh, aging parents on my wife's side, on our side, a lot of hospital visits, um, lost a father-in-law to a heart attack, made me even get a heart scan just to, to see, because I got scared about it, because it sort of hit, hit that, and then lost Harley, which has been devastating. Um, I don't know why it was harder to lose Harley than any of the other dogs, but I think it has to do with my age and um, <clears throat> where I'm at in my life. But she did relieve a lot of stress, like incredibly amount. And now it's like just a buildup of it, you know, like it's incredible how much stress I have now as opposed to when Harley was around. It was like. It was a relief to get home and see her, but it's it's tough, and I still think about it a lot, especially when our TV cycles through and it's hooked up to Barbara's photos, and you see pictures of Harley like every day on Facebook and stuff, and it's rough. And um, yeah, it's 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 been it's a tough year, but. It's also a good year. I mean, we made it through it. A lot of things happened. Um, some of the things I really enjoyed was I really enjoyed catching up on Chip Sardowski's Daredevil and his Batman run. Like, being caught up feels good. Um, and I really enjoyed what he did with Batman. The Daredevil one, his first volume was, was top-notch. The second volume where it tied into the fist and going after the hand and tied into the Punisher, it had had some like weird elements in there, but it still was top notch. You know, like I can't, the Punisher series by Jason Aaron was my favorite Marvel series of the year. Um, just, just absolutely fantastic. Um, best horror comic pop-up um, from Blood Moon. Um, it, it was such a good first issue. It was amazing. Um, best movie of the year um, has to go to Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> I, that came out of nowhere. There were a lot of good movies. And for, for me, it was the year of Charles Bronson. I must have watched about 20 Charles Bronson films uh, in 2023 and I still got some more to watch but I got distracted in the new year with Berlin which is 
uh, for those of you that listen to the podcast, it's it can, it, it's a prequel to the Money Heist, and I absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, it, it's some some really good things I liked. <clears throat> some uh, series I I completed I that I remember completing as I completed Silver Surfer this year. I've gained a lot of Marvel Silver Age comics and lower end Fantastic Four. Um, my collection is looking really impressive in, in Marvel, where it's always looked impressive in the DC realm. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good year in terms of comic collecting. I think DC has done the Dawn of DC, like every series I've I've thoroughly enjoyed. The Asian Heroes, City Boy, um, I think it's Vigil, and uh, what was the last one? I can't think of what it is. I just finished reading it. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Those series have been fantastic. The Golden Age Heroes, uh, Flash. Green Lantern and Sandman, absolutely fantastic. Um, watching uh, Ted Lasso's final season, uh, one of my favorite TV shows. <clears throat> there were a lot of great TV shows that I loved, but that was the first one that, that came to mind. Um, Yellowstone, the last season, fantastic. 1923, I think is the name of it, was fantastic. Uh, Tulsa King, fantastic. Just to lay some of my favorite TV shows. Um, watching Bad Batch, being caught up on that. Uh, it was really rewarding to watch all the Star Wars Rebels. and it, It's amazing Like when you watch Ahsoka, which I just started watching. I don't know how... Somebody that hasn't experienced the cartoons can get every little thing that's so good in there because it all comes out of Rebels and Clone Wars. Asuka out of Clone Wars, many, many seasons of that. And Rebels, they have Chopper and the the General and um, the Mandalorian and... Ezra and and uh, Thon and it, it's just like if you didn't get all that backstory, they're not really taking the time to feed it to you. So <clears throat> that's that was amazing, and I and I was late to the cartoons. Like I, I I caught up eventually. I wasn't watching it live. I was just watching it, and I the way my mind works is. I have to switch things up after a season. It's just the way I, even the way I read comic books. So, <clears throat> it was the the year of gaining weight, which is not good. I must have packed on an extra seven pounds. That's horrible. When I should be losing weight, um, I really do need to get healthy, though. I really do. If I if I want to live and do the things that I want to do. <clears throat> and um, 
extend my life <laughs> in a healthy way I gotta start eating less um, exercise a little more since Harley died I'm exercising less because I, I don't often go for those morning walks and I that was a two-mile walk almost every day and uh, I, I just started during this when we got back from Albuquerque um, walking again and then doing the elliptical in the morning that's how I started watching all the Berlin show that I absolutely love so much <clears throat> but yeah it's been a really good year of comics like my the kickstarters have been that amazing that Faust one that we're making our way through and some of the collected editions and kickstarters have been really really nice <clears throat> Vanya has continued to be one of my favorites it's it's x-rated uh, science fiction but it, it, it's so good and then um, cheeky and all those comics the private dance I think it's called private dance um, was absolutely fantastic uh, I, everything that I get from that publisher, you know, Prison Witch, and anything just seems to be top-notch. Um, enjoyed all of those from Kickstarter. <clears throat> Palmiotti's two-shot comics, where he gives you two issues. I've enjoyed those. I just got a Western from him recently. My favorite collected edition has been Megaton. I've already read it all. Uh, it, it's a really fantastic collected, collected edition. I encourage everybody to get it. If you're fans of Eric Larson and Rob Liefeld, and you get to see some really, really early works. And I did complete my Megaton series this year, so I actually have the individual issues. And I did get Megaton Explosion, which is the first appearance of... Um, the crow so that was a, a big acquisition uh, I fell in love with old issues of the grips like it's been really incredible seeing uh, Tim V Hill stuff in the early days and I got all of grips volume one and then everything from greater mercury comics and now I need to start filling in the next I really wish there was a reading order because <clears throat> I'm already forgetting what I need to get into. <laughs> One of the big depressing things is the the ri rising cost of storage units. It's fucking the the climate controlled ones. They they just every year it seems like here's another hundred bucks, here's another hundred bucks, and it's ridiculous. It makes you think about how much comics you're collecting for sure. And do you start offloading at some point because it's a sink, it's a money sink. It it, it really is. It's it's awful. Um, and one of the things that I I just absolutely adore comics, but at the same time I often wonder, well, what if I always was in control, and like I didn't get obsessed with full runs and all this, and I just enjoyed the moment, <clears throat> and have to, and I wish I was more focused. <clears throat> because it makes it makes things tough especially when you're older and 
you have all this stuff and you have to start thinking about things and um it stresses me the fuck out really does um especially when they just raise the cost of the storage unit again on me it, it's it's terrible and then i have this idea like i, I if i finish an epic should i sell the epic i, I i'm i'm thinking about it like and maybe people that follow me on facebook and twitter can take advantage of some of my sales that I do by buying some of my stuff. You know, I've been thinking about that, doing like what Aaron Myers does, except when I finish reading something, like collected editions anyway, this is what I'm thinking on that, not individual issues at this moment. But um, doing some of that, you know, like I just finished Wolverine Epic Collection Volume 1. Should I sell that, you know, like, what what are the odds of me reading it again? And if if I do read it again, will I just pull pull it up on the app? I I don't know. Um, I do like physical media, but at the same time, I would like to control it. I I keep telling me, well, you know, maybe once I hit that milestone of a hundred thousand comics, I will consider some things. I I don't know. But I still enjoy buying issues, and I did pick up a few from the comic shop just this past week. I picked up a Huckleberry Hound Charlton comic, because you know how I get into the Charltons. I picked up a Beetle Bailey 82 and 103 Charlton comics. I picked up Brennan Stimpy, because I just read issue one. <laughs> And I absolutely thought it was hilarious. So I picked up 9, 10, and 12. And then anytime I could get like DC Archies, like Swing with Scooter, I got it. So I got number 30 of Swing with Scooter. I got an issue of Wendy and Willie, which I think we talked about on Geek Brunch. And this is really uh, Dobie Gillis continued. They just changed the name because I think they lost the rights. So you still see like Dobie Gillis and Maynard lookalikes in there. Uh, anytime I could get it, Jerry Lewis, Adventures of Jerry Lewis, like I got 114. That was a, a dupe, so I have two of those issues. And uh, 124. With Jerry Lewis's, I just pick them up because I don't have a lot of them. And sometimes I just, when I see them, I don't realize I have them already. So those are some recent pickups. And then I picked up a... A, a Bugs Bunny from the 60s. I think it's from the... No, it's from the... Yeah, it's from the 60s. Maybe the 50s, late 50s. It's uh, Looney Tunes number 230. And it has Bugs and Elmer Fudd at the bus stop. Really nice cover. Um, so I've been getting into the funny books now. I mean, you see me, like, change modes. And um, I'd really like to... Where I'd like to go is I still want to complete my spawn. I would love to complete my Submariner this coming year. Because those are milestones that I, I could achieve. And I get distracted so easy. Especially when I started to find all these uh, uh, shock comics and stuff. And black and white like grips and stuff. Um, cartoonist Kayfabe. I started watching a lot of their YouTube videos and discovering a lot of their black and white comics I didn't know about and 
I just love comics. I love experiencing them. And sometimes it sends me down rabbit holes a little deeper than I originally intended. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So those, those are some recent procurements. And I thought I would get into a, a listener question. I, I do want to talk about some problems we're having on the feed. So... I don't, I don't maintain our feed. It, it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Derek uh, Coward maintains it. But somehow our feed got lost on the iTunes app and was replaced by... Um, well, this actually had on Spotify. I don't know what actually happened. Um, it got replaced by his uh, rock music podcast, Um and since then, we've been having, like, really bad troubles. So Spotify is functioning. iTunes, I thought, was functioning until people reported me, reported to me that it, was, it wasn't having the latest episodes. And uh, there is a workaround, but we haven't figured out how to... F- Usually, it just picks up the RSS and then updates within, you know, a couple hours of of you posting a new episode. Well, it's not doing that now. So... One thing, if if you listen to this podcast and you're not seeing updates, you check my Twitter, follow my Twitter at Mike Myers Brunch, and see when I post new episodes. And you know, if you're using the iTunes podcast, that seems to be our our culprit. And Derek's investigating it, but he tried to force a an update, and it it sort of worked that day, and then a week later it updated Geek Brunch, and then it still hasn't picked up our Mike M's weekly reads. So one of the things that does work is iTunes offers you to add an, a, a URL. So if you click on your phone onto libraries and you see these ellipses on the upper right-hand side, um, you will be able to click that and say add URL. And if you type HTTPS colon www dot geekbrunchpodcast.com slash feed that's f-e-e-d that will subscribe to everything that live and it will update as it comes out from itunes and it will even have the logo so if you if you have the broken logo which is just like a wordpress logo generic and it doesn't have like the geek brunch cereal box logo then you know that you're subscribed but you can get a better subscription by just manually adding the URL that I I told you about and it's pretty easy to do I I hooked up a couple of our listeners with that and they I don't even know how many listeners I have so um, I do we know we have you know two or three that care about the podcast and they ask questions when things aren't working but I don't know much more than that like I, I don't even gauge but I do feel bad if there are listeners and they can't get our content and the content's there. So, you know, please write me if you're having issues at Mike at comicbooknoise.com or tweet me at Mike Myers Brunch and we'll see if I can help you until we can figure out what the hell's going on with this iTunes RSS feed. <clears throat> so, hoping that that works that was my wife texting me 
She just said she's going to be home late because she doesn't know how to add her hours in her time card, I guess. <laughs> she thought she could leave earlier, and she can't. <clears throat> oh, it makes it easier for me to finish this podcast <clears throat> and maybe do a piece of another one because I'd like to... I'd like to catch catch up or at least be more efficient on recording this. The other podcast-related news is DC Spotlight. Okay, so, so what happened is Kyle contacted me on our next episode, and I kept on trying to, to say, hey, Kyle, let's record. Can we record? And it kept on getting pushed off, and he finally said, Mike, you know, I... You know, there's a lot going on in my life, and I, I'm keeping busy with my kids and everything else. And he uh, needed to step back for a while because he didn't have time to read and, you know, prepare for the show. And I said, yeah, I, I get it. And I said, you're, you're always welcome to join us. So I, I had to decide what I'm going to do with DC Noise Podcast. So I have in mind a co-host and... I just have to make sure that he can get Skype and get everything working and we should get DC Spotlight back up in February or in January. It depends on him and his schedule. But I'm looking forward to getting that show back on track. Um, And get that into people's ears if anybody cares that listens to this. probably a similar format but as you get a new co-host you never know how that dynamic's going to work and it might change the format so we'll see how it works and I'm willing to change um, to make the show better or make my interest in the show better so uh, we'll we'll see and then last but not least um, we I'm going to go look for some listener questions on Twitter. If I have any. And I know I have one. So uh, click on more. Bookmarks. So, so from Dallow Spicer, um, at Dallow Spicer on Twitter, uh, he wrote, I had posted that I got Eternal Warrior Scorched Earth <clears throat> hardcover, which is a Kickstarter, and uh, believe it or not, I actually read it. Um, I remember it being way more than... Kickstarters are expensive. I let's see what this has in the back of it. It says 35 bucks, And I don't remember if it was 40 bucks, And then shipping. But I read it. I thought it was a good story. I enjoyed it. Um, it it's essentially a story about a fire god kind of cutting loose. Uh, which they call Scorched Earth, and Galand, Galad, I guess is what how you'd call the Eternal Warrior, and Tama dealing with it. Tama's the Geomancer, Macer, and uh, he's protecting her, so he's very strict. Like 
oh, you can't go visit friends, you can't do this, you can't do that. And she's like, just let me loose, you know, let me do things. And he, he basically calls Armstrong to be a babysitter, <laughs> essentially. And you know Armstrong, he's going to let her live more than Galad. I, I, I never pr pronounce his name right, but... Um, it's such a weird name, and I, I wonder what where it's, but it's Galad Anipada, and uh, Armstrong is a brother, and so is Time Walker. He's another brother, <clears throat> and I used to know all this shit like the back of my hand when I was doing the Valiant podcast and keeping up with all the Valiant stuff, and I do miss it. But I, I see now the Alien Books is putting out a lot of content, um, which I which I really like. Um, but it's really cool. But um, this this series, it's a hardcover. The hardcover by Alien Books uh, was really well put together, and. Um, the writer is Tress Dean. Never heard of him. Artist Alberto Tarcidio. Never heard of him. Colors Rain Barreto. And letters Tom Napolitano. <clears throat> and the only reason, like, I wasn't happy about the cost of this Kickstarter. And then I was worried about not ever getting it. Because there was, like, rumors that when Valiant, before they went to Alien Books, that they weren't going to honor this Kickstarter. But they did honor it. And they went to Alien Books. Got this taken care of. Put this out. And it was a, it was a good story. Like I, I sat down over Christmas break. And read it. While we took my mother-in-law to the doctor's offices. <laughs> she has a doctor's office appointment. Almost every day of the week. And uh, through two doctor's office sittings I, I was able to to finish reading it and I, I really enjoyed it. it it wasn't the best eternal warriors because glad glad i think is a better way to pronounce it glad um was never like he he was sort of a, a character in the story that just was doing things like he was very mission oriented it didn't really focus on him as a character. The story was really a Tama story. And basically, when this fire god's unleashed, and Galad is in this, like, uh, kind of like Dead Side, but another world's fighting this god, <clears throat> Tama basically cuts loose. And she becomes like a public figure on TikTok. I forget what they call it. It's not TikTok, but let's just say TikTok. And she starts speaking for the environment. And Armstrong lets her. Like he lets her. He he, he knows. He, he's going to raise her different than. Galad would ever do that. Galad. And. Um, he, he did a. He did a good job. Keeping eye on her. And then there was a, a corporation. That was sort, an oil corporation where a god sort of possessed this executive 
And he was like the main threat that was going to attack her and uh, basically try to make her look bad on social media at some points and not be the hero that she was originally setting out to be because she was putting out fires and saving lives. He was causing them. <laughs> so him and that, that God, essentially. But uh, it, it really turned out good. And I don't remember in Eternal Warrior, I mean, the Dallow maybe because you're well-versed and valiant. Um, and I'm I'm a little scatterbrained now now about it because I, I've kept away from it for a while. And I don't mean keep away. I always buy it. But I haven't read a lot of it lately. And um, maybe this god was there before, you know? So, let's see if I know what his name is. Do, 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 do. Uh, Tama. Uh, no, they don't mention him on the back cover. But he's the fist in the steel, and he's sworn to protect geomancers that's that's his job and there's not a lot of back matter except uh, there is a couple of pencils and inks where you can see comparisons and character creations in here it would have been nice to have a write-up about like how this came to be <clears throat> I always like to know that kind of stuff was it gonna be a four issue series and then they pulled back and said, man, we're really not selling issues. I'm still mad at them for not finishing the Archer and Armstrong comic, the last volume. But maybe with Alien Books, we'll get that. I don't know. I, I somehow doubt it. But they see Alien Books, if, if you were following them before, Valiant... They have a knack for putting out thicker books. Like we're talking about 9.99 paperbacks, and um, I, I I went into some of them like Zom Vikings and a couple of the other series. I haven't read any of them, but they're well put together, and I bought a couple of them. And uh, I think they're gonna head in that direction. Like Ninjak is like two comics in one, and We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. The XO is still coming out <clears throat> at $4.99 in single issues, but they're also putting it out in three issue arcs. So, as a trade. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. And, and I want to tackle that one. If I didn't have homework this week for Geek Brunch, I, I probably would. <clears throat> and I had plenty of time to read. I didn't accomplish a lot. Um, I came back to three boxes. Well, actually. Four boxes, two boxes of comic books that I needed to bag and board. And then two full boxes. And they were big. Usually December's light. These were huge. Two boxes that were had to be in the database and done, you know, and bagged and boarded. That took me a whole day. And then I had to merge them and... <clears throat> I don't mind doing that. I put on some YouTube videos. I watched some kayfabe. I watched some um, Serial at Midnight with, with my co-host, ex-co-host, uh, 
uh, Heath, I, I always like to see what he's up to and what his thoughts are. He's he's very good in front of the mic and very good in front of the camera. So I don't have any of that charisma that he has, but he he always had charisma where he would draw more people in. He knew how as a podcaster and as a how to get people talking to you on a podcast. Like I've never. With the exception of Dallow and a couple other people, nobody talks to me besides the people that are already co-hosting podcasts with me. I don't usually get emails or saying, you know, hey, good job, or why don't you talk about this? I don't I don't get any of that. Um, with the exception of Dallow sending questions and a couple of the Nerdy Legion guys occasionally sending questions, uh, and Jason uh, from Comics for Fun and Profit, I don't, I don't really get a lot, so... Um, he was really good at that. Like when Heath left, that kind of thing left Geek Brunch, because there were a lot of people that we were talking to, at overseas, and it, it, it was a lot more involvement in social media at that time via forums and um, Twitter and anything. And he he's still got, you know, he's he's doing like four thousand views. That's a lot on Serial at Midnight, and. Uh, it was interesting listening to his uh, New Year resolution. He he's gonna try to get rid of stuff because he's because he's he's getting in that mode where I'm in. Like I have too much fucking stuff. Like I have no place to put it. And he he tried to do similar things. Like oh I'm gonna put what if I take my boxes out and just put the discs in these binders and then I have all these DVDs here. And now he's like, oh my god, I'm just still overwhelmed with it. It didn't solve anything. So it, I'll, it'll be interesting to just follow his stuff, even though he tends to go more into the movies, and I don't like to watch things about movies. I like to experience movies on my own, but not necessarily hear people talk about them, whereas comic books, I, could, I always want to hear people talk about them. So it's like, um, yeah... So, uh, yeah, Scorched Earth, it, it is coming out, if you didn't support the Kickstarter, because I, I bought the trade paperback as well. Because <clears throat> if you don't know me, and you don't know what I do with Valiant, is I own one copy of everything, um, except the variant covers. I don't go to the variants. But I do own, like, if, if there's a trade collected of four issues, I get that. If there's a collected hardcover, I get that. If it's like I, there's some series that I have the material in four different formats, like an omnibus, a, a trade, a collected edition, and a hardcover, and then also in singles. So it's like <clears throat> I don't want to break that streak, and and I think as long as Valiant exists, I'll support it you know, until the day I die. I, I really think that's one company that I, I, I will, I just, the characters, and I, I'm usually happy. Like some people get into those, well, this is Amar or Archer and Armstrong, or this sucks, or I don't usually get into that. I experience things. I, so I, I don't, there, there's some things I like more than others. And uh, I, I just like to experience different things, so I, I'm glad this thing, these things exist still. And I, I worry because of the state of the mark, 
the state of the comics industry there it, it is a real thing right now like it, and i think their price hike is happening at a very bad time when people are losing interest and the speculators are leaving i've always said on this this comic podcast <clears throat> the speculators are a huge part of this industry they're a huge part of keeping interest in people that lose interest and they're a huge part of buying a lot of stuff so once they leave just like they did in the 90s and we've already seen lots of closures in comic shops incredible amount of closures so uh, hope to not see too much of that anymore but um, we'll see and uh, I'll answer one more Dallow question. So let me find my way over there again. Because I missed it. So that one, I think I talked about. I'd give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, Dallow, you might be a little more critical of it. I don't, I don't know. You seem a little more critical about things. But... Uh, Maybe you'd give it a three out of five. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. If, if you did get it, let me know what you think. Um, did you like it or did you not like it? So this one I could unbookmark. And then um, what were your top three pickups from 2023? Um, I would say the Megaton Explosion, um, Caliber, what was this one called? Uh, Caliber Presents, uh, featuring the first appearance of the Crow, that was a, a big one. Um, Megaton Explosion, the first appearance of Youngblood. I paid a lot for that. All of these were hundreds of dollars, by the way. Um, and I think the uh, first appearance of Alicia Masters in Fantastic Four, that was a big pickup for me, uh, like personally, because I really like the character and I like her relationship when she was with Ben, when she was with the Torch. I just like her as a character quite a bit. So that was, and then her father, the puppet master. So, um it's amazing in those early Fantastic Four issues how many first appearances there are. It's pretty incredible. I would say those are my top three. Um, there could be some, there could be lots of others. Uh, I was really happy with all my pickups with grips. Some of those were expensive too and obscure. Um, I picked up the grips. The Greater Mercury comics, some of those are very scarce in the upper issues. And, and they're, you know, $60, $70 each. Uh, I was happy to get those. Um, I was happy to get Silver Surfer number three, the first Mephisto. That one is dropped in price, but I, I think I got it when I got it at, at a good deal. So I, I wasn't, like, totally burned out, like, in terms of, oh, wow, I paid way over market to finish my Silver Surfer run. That was that was a good pickup. Um I've completed some runs, but I'm doing a bad job of tracking them, and I need to do a better job of tracking them. Uh, what 
what was the most enjoyable series from 2023? Um, that's a tough one because um, there's there's been so many so many good ones. I already talked about Punisher and Batman and Daredevil. Those are some of my top ones. Um, I enjoyed um, Local Man. Absolutely incredible. Uh, that could be one of my favorite new series from Image Comics. I, it, it to me, it's in the Watchmen boys level of comic book. Like it's it just really innovative and uh, just really thought provoking, and I, I really like it. Local Man is is top notch. Um, that could be my favorite of 2023. My favorite retro of 2023 was um, the Golden Age Superman. I, I made it through the Golden Age Omnibus. And I have found a new appreciation for Golden Age comics. I really have. Before I found them, too, it would say, why is this thing taking me, like, an hour to read and now I don't look at it like that like I don't have this like oh I gotta get something done gotta get it. I just sit there and enjoy myself and if it takes me an hour an hour and a half to consume it I, I think I just recently read all American comics I think it was 16 the first appearance of um, Alan Scott Green Lantern and uh, Golden Age and absolutely fantastic Especially because that Alan Scott Golden Age series is is my favorite. And I, with issue one, I was like, okay, man, they're really building up his gay relationship in the past to show that this is the way it was. Because he was Alan Scott. The Alan Scott I grew up with was straight. You know, he was. I think he dated the Harlequin. I, I think the mother had he had two kids uh jade and uh god why can't i nu not nuclon nuclon was the other one obsidian sorry jade and obsidian and uh and then they sort of turned him gay um and i don't i don't mean to say that in a derogatory term because there are friends of mine that were married to to women and now they're gay men okay so I, they they either found themselves uh, that they weren't happy and, and they needed something else or that was always there and they decided I, I'm not going to no longer be part of that other part. So I'm going to go be on the other team. So that does happen. Like that happens. So I could see how a character... Well, the way they retroed it is he was a gay man in the military and it really started building that up. And then if you read the Golden Age, and you're like, "Wow, this kind of makes sense how they're fit, how they're retrofitting this with the origin story," and I'm, I'm like, "Oh, this is really awesome!" Like issue two is one of my favorite reads of the year. It was, it was fantastic. Um, I gotta dive into number three, but the Wesley Dodds one. The Sandman is fantastic, and The Flash and his daughter, Jay Garrick. Oh, God, it's so good. Uh, absolutely loving that stuff. Um, Action Comics has been great. 
but let, let's say my favorite is is local man let, let, let's let's just do that um, I, I just really really enjoyed that that got me to buy other comic books too because they had the like Deathmate local man which had boof and a couple other images I bought almost a full run of boof and started reading those so like it it actually got me to buy some other stuff and enjoy it so um I'm gonna say local man is my favorite series there was another image one that I, I absolutely adored and I can't remember what I it's amazing how much you forget but um I see if I can scroll. A lot of five out of fives for Daredevil too. It's incredible. Peacemaker enjoyed the hell out of that. Trigger Girl, that was that Palmiati one. Um, Junk Rabbit, another fantastic image comic that I thought was a five out of five. Good sci-fi there. Um, I'm just briefly scanning to see. Megaton was a, a great five out of five read. Cheeky Comics, Private Dancer, those are some five out of fives. I really like Gene Simmons' Donna Matrix, number one. Um, Painkiller Jane, Beautiful Killers, that was absolutely fantastic. Click Click Boom, Barnstormers, those are some indies that really stood out. Um, Love Sick, absolutely fantastic. Um, also Red Room, absolutely fantastic. Just two. Of the, Love Sick was up there. Love Sick could be. It's tied. So uh, Local Man slash Love Sick. They're they're different experiences. I God, I'm gonna give it to Love Sick because of the back matter. It was just. That book just it it clicked with me on so many levels, and I was so much into that red room stuff at the time. Uh, a lot of the uh, action comic stuff, present and uh, past, it, it really rocked my world. Hunt, kill, repeat. I enjoyed that one. Plan Nine from Outer Space. The giant. Kaiju uh, because of the artwork is just amazing Vineyard I, I like that one a lot from Aftershock Wildcats uh, I gotta get caught up on that Variants from Marvel enjoyed the hell out of that Masquerade from Dark Horse um Savage Dragons, Rock My World, Spawn, some issues of that. I liked White Savior a lot. Third Wave 99 is fantastic. Um, Jungle Comics had some 5 out of 5s there. Love Everlasting, Tom King. Another image book, Junkyard Joe. Um... Project Shadows, 
Six Million Dollar Man, A Blast from the Past, Five Out of Five. Dark Ride, another image one. Uh, it's Lonely at the Center of the Earth image. That's Zoe Thorogood trade. That was a five out of five for me. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to save your next question for next time. Uh, so I have something, like guaranteed. And then I'm going to take a short pause, check my messages, and get back to some what I read. Be right back. All right. Let's wrap this guy up. <clears throat> so we got two weeks worth. Not a lot of note-taking on this week's. <clears throat> a lot of slacking on my part. But uh, we're going to go from October 29th, 2023 to November 5th, 2023. The movies watched, four out of fives, were Doorman. This started, starred the actress, and I don't remember her name, that was Bat, Batwoman in the Batwoman TV show for the first season. And then they switched her out, I think, in the second season. <clears throat> but this was an amazing... This is like a diehard with a female lead. She plays a doorman that gets caught up in a conspiracy in a hotel with rich people in it. That it starts Rene, I forget what his name is, but he's the guy in The Professional, you know, with, uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. He's a French actor, and um, he is an art collector, and he's going after a guy that was a, I don't remember if he was a Jewish or Nazi collector during World War II, and he had a, a lot of art, and he knew about this, and he hired all these mercenaries to go and raid the place on a weekend that was closed for Easter. I guess they chose Easter weekend. I think I think it was Easter weekend or St. Patrick's Day. It was one of the holidays. They closed to like close the whole building down except for one family they couldn't close down cuz they couldn't get the old man out. And then the the family that was there uh and the door uh woman who was um, an ex Green Beret that was a doorman that had her brother working there. I mean, he, he lived there with his kids. So there were her nieces and nephews. <clears throat> and it turns into like this big old diehard type thing. It, it was really good. Four out of five. 65. Uh, this was a surprisingly good movie i wanted to see it at the theaters because i like dinosaur movies and stuff <clears throat> but the way they did this was really cool it's like a spaceship traveling to earth gets hit by the meteor asteroid that actually caused the death of the dinosaurs and then crashes into earth before those meteors hit earth and it's really cool i, I really like that movie um the blackening is a horror movie uh, making fun of sort of how black actors in horror movies always get killed first. Um, Green Hornet, a great movie. Um, the remake, uh, Seth Rogen um, movie. I, I, I really enjoy it. And every time I see that movie, I sort of enjoy it more and more every time. Uh, Comic-wise, there were 19 comics, one silver line. 
which is a Kickstarter. Marvel 12, uh, 2 Image, 2 DC, 1 Counterpoint Kickstarter, Bad Bug Kickstarter. We'll start with the 3 out of 5s, Night Terrors, Titans, number 2. Um, it, it was good, but it was not as good as some of the other Night Terrors. Like, just pray for the sinner. Um, I've liked other issues from Counterpoint better than this. This is sort of like a science fiction nun, if you will. <laughs> I have a thing for, like, nun comics, like Warrior Nun and, and anything that has a nun. A lot you can get Kickstarters in, Jungle Comics, those kind of things. Uh, that was a 3 out of 5. Usually that's a 4 out of 5. This one wasn't as good. Bishop War College wrapped up. That one I don't own, a physical copy. I read that digitally. Same with uh, New Mutants, Lethal Legion, 4 and 5. Uh, those wrap up the 3 out of 5s. Lethal Le Legion started off like as a 4 out of 5. Like I, I really, really liked it. And I think as it went on, it kind of deteriorated a little bit. But it still landed the mark. I, I, I still was happy with the ending. The 4 out of 5s were Cat and Mouse, number 4 from Silverline. Really enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed Cat and Mouse. Uh, that's Roland Mann. Uh, Schlub, uh, that one started off as a 3 out of 5, and if I just read one, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it, but I kept reading them, and what well, the way you order anyway, I, I couldn't have stopped until issue 4, but uh, I liked it, and uh, it's growing on me. Universal Monsters Dracula, number 1, this is the James Tinian uh Tinian, not Tinian <laughs> uh, book. Um, I really like that. Really focuses more on Renfield. Hellcat, the Patsy Walker, uh, uh, Christopher Cantwell uh, series, three through five. That one I really liked. I, I really enjoyed this mini. I'm glad I got it because Hellcat I like love in the Defenders. Like I, I absolutely love her character. But sometimes they go cutesy with her, and I don't care for her. I liked her in the Jessica Jones TV show, but um, <clears throat> she was a different take there. But Hellcat, Patsy Walker, I like a lot, and, and Cantwell did her justice for sure, at least in my eyes. Some people might like that cutesy stuff they did. Um, I, I wasn't too... I, I came from the Defenders. I liked Patsy Walker back then. Um... Vanya, the Lost Warrior. This, this is that adult comic book sci-fi thing. It, it's amazing, and it, if you look at the art and the detail, it is the sexiest looking book I've ever seen. I don't know where this artist comes from, but he's badass, or she. Green Lantern 178. This is a uh, me trying to. Uh, uh, revisit the demolition crew uh, that was in Green Lantern. They were like demolition uh, hard hat uh, play people that would go wreck havoc on Ferris Airlines. <laughs> and I was revisiting them because they just re, re showed up in Peacemaker, which was one of my favorite miniseries. Kyle Stark's Peacemaker uh, was one of my favorite minis of 2023. Daredevil 31 through 36. This is the uh, volume one of um, Chip Sardowski's run. 
and volume one I, I loved it was more focused on the kingpin and him, him being mayor and all the stuff happening with the crime families and daredevil was in there and Electra was in there and it was sort of building up to when they had two daredevils in the next series and they become part of the fist but we're not there yet this was the volume before it and i think the volume before it i was always consistently a five out of five whereas the the next volume that chip did i was uh you know more in the other camp uh amazing the parallel like the parallels between what he's doing in Batman and Daredevil, he's almost like cheating. He's almost like doing the same things with both characters, just in with slightly different tweaks. And it, it, it's pretty fascinating, actually, because I, I enjoy to see the, like, the situations, you know, panning out different you know like how's this character going to handle a similar situation uh there, there's a lot of similarities between the two books and then uh we get into uh 11 6 2023 through 11 12 uh the movies watched four out of five was the misfits that was when i started watching uh marilyn monroe films that one i gave a four out of five to i these guys are jackasses like she she basically loses her boyfriend and then decides to go out on a ranch with a bunch of ego cowboys that round up mavericks and sell them for glue and food uh before you know and this takes place i think in the 70s i think it's like in the 70s based on the cars and stuff maybe it's the 80s but that's probably the 70s. It, it, it was an interesting movie. Blonde was the Netflix series about Marilyn Monroe. So that was really well done. Uh, Strangely Sought. Another 4 out of 5 was Some Like It Hot. That was a comedy with Jack Lemmon and um, somebody Tatum. I can't remember the... He was a big actress actor too. Where they played like musicians running from the mob. Five out of five was Magnificent Seven. I think probably the third time I've watched it, uh, getting into my Charles Bronson thing. And uh, five out of five, I went to the theater to see Hold Holdovers, uh, which is about three, a cook, a teacher, and a student getting caught up on a winter break at a school. Like, they have to stay there. It, it originally, it was like four or five students but then one student actually said, you can all go with me and my dad skiing. And they had to get permission from the parents. And they couldn't reach this one kid. So he had to stay over. So um, good film. Uh, 18 Comics, Space Between. That's the Pat Shan comic company from Kickstarter. As one, Rebel. Uh, that's the Faust. Uh, but it's published by Black Mask, the hardcover. So I guess you could call it black mask but since the original material was rebel i'll say rebel uh megaton uh number one there was one there uh six marvel comics six dc and three antarctic press 
the three out of five I, I read this digitally i'm getting my money out of the digital services for sure uh i am iron man four and five didn't buy that physical reddit um don't regret not having the physical copy it was good but i'm glad i experienced it but uh it wasn't that great to be in my collection uh four out of fives namor conquered shores that one i did have a physical copy of uh death of venomverse <clears throat> this is I, I try to stay away from all the venom events but i read that digitally on the app and it, it really looks physically really cool and it's pretty much carnage going to kill all the venoms across the multiverse uh green arrow one through three from dc comics that was really good really enjoyed that jungle comics 14 through 16 those are always a constant four out of five or five out of five for me, even though it's an anthology. Really good series. Danger Street, the Tom King stuff, one out of three. That could be almost a five out of five, but it was kind of, I'm going to stick with my guns and give it a four out of five. Um, Faust, Love of the Damned, number three, and Megaton, number six. And then the five out of five was Steamy, which is the... Uh, Kickstarter slash uh, Space Between, which always ranks high with me. So that is that. I want you to encourage to send me questions at Mike Myers Brunch or Mike at ComicBookNoise.com. Let me know if you're listening to the show. It helps me understand who's there. If you're having troubles with the iTunes feed on the podcast on your phone, let me know. Um, I'll get you workarounds until we can get this thing fixed. send me questions comments anything you want covered on the show and uh we'll talk to you soon i hope you enjoyed it i hope you have a good year i hope 2024 is better than your 2023 um let's let's see where it goes uh we'll take the ride together and uh hopefully it'll be all right i'm kind of worried about it but (laughs) yeah we'll, we'll see and then uh, I think uh, I have to start recording all the books I read this week because I didn't uh, record them. But uh, I want to thank you for listening. And, uh, again, you can find us at geekbrunchpodcast.com. There you'll always find the latest updates. Uh, you can leave comments there, which nobody ever does. But uh, you can, and I'll see them because a the little red eye notification thing shows up when I log into admin mode to post new episodes. But thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.